I'm bro, good. what's up with you, bro? You come in here, bro, like really tripping on your homeboy. <laughs> and now I'm trying to figure out like what the play is, bro. No play, bro. I'm good. Everything cool? Everything you come in here cool. smelling like the mall? You know what I'm saying? Everything cool, up, bro. Uh, up on the ice cold orchard? Ain't even ain't even seven o'clock yet. You on the orchard, black? Okay. I'm off work tomorrow, doggy. If I would have seen that crown in there, I would ask for some of that crown. Dude, that's your that's your sis. Yeah. You're gonna have to get out your sis about that. Now I ain't got nothing to do with your oh, yeah, boy. I forgot about that. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to do with your boy. I forgot you won't uh get down like that, boy. Uh, okay, hey, you know, if it's fruity, I can get with it. If it's sour, oh. keep it moving. Oh, we We're talking about liquor. Don't yeah. try me like don't try me like that in my mind. You already know about like the that. leaves, my boy, the leaves. The green leaves. It boy. is what it is, my Mojitos, boy. Mojitos, huh? Hey, it is what it is. They're delicious. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> they are delicious. Invest. We got to invest. We can't be the same old Dolphins we was. We got us a coach. I love the coach. I love the team. I love with the direction, but we got to take tour. If you don't, if you don't disagree, come on, nigga. Tour tackle of Leoa. QB Alabama. <laughs> Mess the man up like that, bro. Listen, bro. I know his very first move as the executive like that, was to yeah. sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Did you see the jersey they made with it on the back of the jersey? And Ross was holding it. Yeah, man. <laughs> Ross funny, man. Ross funny, man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right, y'all, man. Welcome back. Welcome back, man, to another episode of the Sports Desk. This is episode 54. Me and Black been <laughs> kicking them out, man. Me and Black been very, very busy uh, getting you guys this fresh, hot content, of course, with the last dance and with the 2020 NFL draft, okay? So, um, lot, a lot to discuss with the draft, man. This show is really going to be based on the NFL draft, the wrap-up. You know, we're going to do some deep dives, talk about some teams, talk about some players. Um, and then on the back half of that, we're going to talk about, I guess, the two majors, the major uh, storylines in the NFL outside of the NFL draft. But Black, how you doing, man? What's going on? Uh, man, I'm doing good, man. It's Sunday. You know, yes, it I'm is. ready. It's, I'm Sunday. You know what we get later on tonight at 9 o'clock. I'm yes, excited sir, we, about that. We but, are excited. Uh, it's great, man. Anytime we come together here at the sports days, at the sports desk, it's always a good time. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Glad to be back for another episode, man. So you're getting episodes 54 and episodes 55 uh, this week. All right. Might get them on the same day. We'll see how we roll them out, man. But let's start with uh, episode 54. So, of course, we're going to go through our start, bench, and cut. We're going to get with our top five. We're going to give you the sound of the week. Uh, got some tweets out there from the NFL draft, man, from the Jacksonville Jaguar uh, fan base that's out there. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, also, we're going to dive right into uh, the National Football League and get with the NFL draft. So, of course, as always, man, before we kick off the show, we like to kind of warm black up. We like to kind of give black a little exercise uh, before we get going. And uh, this week is the start, bench, or cut. It's something that when I was maybe, I don't know, when I was watching a certain era of college football, there was a certain team that had just running back after running back after running back on their team. And uh, that team was pretty good, man. So uh, we're not going to hold you guys up. Uh, we're going to play the theme song. We're going to get right into it. So I'd say that to set Black up. 
you know, try to give Black a little clue what it could be. Uh, but let's get this theme song going, man. All right, all right, all right. So let's get with it, man. This week's edition of Start, Bench, or Cut. You're listening to the sports show, New Sports Dance. All right, Black, you ready? So, Black, you know, we big college football fans. We big college football fans. We watched a lot of these great teams. But there was one era in particular where this one school just kept pushing out these running backs, man. And that school was the University of Miami. All right, they had literally three star studded. Just animalistic running backs that was coming, you know, right after each other at one point, man. So I'm just curious, man. You know, if you had a football team, Black, who you starting? Who you benching and who you cutting? So let's get with it. First running back on the list is Willis McGahee. Willis McGahee, legendary Miami running back. Number two, Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis, another legendary running back out of the U. And number three. Frank Gore, another legendary running back out of the University of Miami Black. So if you getting it started, if you running the team, you got to take two backs. You got to send one to the house or trade or whatever you got to do, Black. I need to know, Black, who you starting? Who you benching? And who you cutting, Black? McGahee, Portis, Gore. Talk to me, Black. Well, first of all, <clears throat> I'm going to start. I'm going to start Willis McGahee. Reason being, reason why I'm going to start Willis McGahee, because he just brought that swag, man. He brought the color visor, the Miami color visor, to bike to Miami. Uh, he just brought that swag. So I'm starting uh, Willis McGahee. Okay. I'm going to bench Clinton Portis. Ooh. And I'm going to cut Frank Gore. Reason being why I'm going to cut Frank Gore. Because I think he was a better pro than he was uh, college running back. Really? Really, really? Well, you know, Gore held them up, man. Miami was starting to go on the dumps. He did. I'm not saying he didn't. He but he did. was a better pro, too. But I don't... Okay, cool. It's, it's, it's hard to put him over Willis McGahee and Clinton Portis. Those guys okay. did some amazing things they did. at Miami. They did. They, all, all three of them did. Yeah, but for sure. I just really like Frank Gore as a pro better than, uh, over him as a college running back. At okay, Miami. cool, cool, cool. That's cool, man. So I'll get my little take, man, on the start bench and cut. I'm going to be starting uh, Clinton Portis. I'm going to start Clinton Portis, man. Uh, I'm going to be benching Willis McGahee, and I'm going to also cut uh, Frank Gore. I thought about putting Adrian James in there, but these three guys came after each other. You know, these mm. were three stud running backs uh, at the University of Miami. I was going to throw Adrian in there, but... Uh, I thought that's what you was going to do. No, no, no. I left him out. I left him out. <laughs> I left him out because, like I said, these three guys came right after each other. You're listening to the Sports Show. Hey, you heard a new episode from the Sports Desk, bro? Man, turn that other show off. All right, all right, man. We're going to get into our sound of the week. So, you know, I, I go through all kind of archives and all kind of crates and try to find some sounds, man. Uh, but I found one in particular, man, that made me laugh, uh, gave me a good feeling, man, just listening to this legend. And that legend is Muhammad Ali. All right, so Muhammad Ali was doing a press conference. I believe he was getting ready to fight. Uh, I think it was George Foreman. He was sitting there with Don King, and he gave one of his great spills, man. So we're going to play this uh, legendary clip from Cassius Clay. Muhammad Ali. 
who knocks out everybody and no one can whoop him. That's when that little Cassius Clay from Louisville, Kentucky came up and stopped Sonny Liston, the man who annihilated Floyd Patterson twice. He was going to kill me. But he hit harder than George. His reach was longer than George. He was a better boxer than George. And I'm better now than I was when you saw that 22-year-old undeveloped kid running from Sonny Liston. I'm experienced now, professional. Jaws been broke, been knocked down a couple of times. Bad. Been chopping trees. I done something new for this fight. I done wrestled with an alligator. <laughs> That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad. Bad. Fast. Fast. Fast! Last night I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. <laughs> Fast! <laughs> and you, George Fullman, all of you chumps are gonna bow when I whoop him. All of you! I know you got him. I know you got him picked, but the man's in trouble. I'm gonna show you how great I am. Yes, man. Yes. yes. Whoa, man. So that was the legendary iconic figure that's man that's a good one bro Muhammad Ali yeah I figured you would that, definitely that, roll with that too man it kinda excuse me yeah 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 dang that kinda uh, man I kinda got emotional a little bit there listening to Muhammad Ali man yeah, cause man. <laughs> he was yeah. a great man he was the GOAT man yeah. like yep. if you wanna talk about you know that Mike Talk he yeah. the one that really started that yeah like and, the and, Rob anything, Rick Flair. Yeah. yeah yeah they him, him and Rick Flair up there with, with the, uh, and when he get that mic in front of him man but I just miss Muhammad Ali, man. Yeah, like man. we were, I wasn't born to really see it, but from everything I was told from from my dad and seeing mm-hmm. old videos, you just you he you could just you just knew he was great. Mm-hmm. It was everything. It was great about him, man. And uh, I'm happy you played that sound, man. That's a good sound right there. Yep, I, I, remember, I, I, I remember at the end of that sound, it got cut. Uh, Don King said something to mm-hmm. his manager. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Don't you talk to him like yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Don't you dare if if you ever yeah. talk to him yeah, like yeah. that. You yeah. know what time it is. Yeah, he yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, he was like, "All oh, y'all wrote me off." Yeah, he said yeah. this is supposed to be the end of Muhammad Ali. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah, yep. I did cut yeah, that man. part off. Yeah, so yeah, Black know what's going on, but yeah, Muhammad man, I they have several clips of him, man, and and I kind of I accidentally. Uh, got it. Found that spot, man. I was on YouTube finding stuff, man. So they had some stuff with um Mike Tyson on there, and of course, when you see Tyson, Ali is not too far behind. Or well, matter of fact, let me rephrase that. He's in front of Mike Tyson. Um, and there it was, and I played it, and I got. I just I started laughing, and I felt real good listening to it, man, because he was so eff- he did it so effortless, man. Yeah, man. He was so smooth with it, man. So <laughs> shout out to the legend, man. Shout out to the goat, the iconic figure, uh, Muhammad Ali. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. All right, man, so we're going to go into our top five. And, and this one is kind of reminiscent of one that we've already done. So a few months back, man, Black did our top five sneakers. No matter what the brand, no matter what the style, no matter who it was, just your top five sneakers in particular. Now, this week we're going to, I think we're going to get to the creme de la creme of sneakers, in my opinion, Okay. We're talking nothing but Air Jordans, all right? So we're going to be paying homage to Michael Jordan and, and the Chicago Bulls with the last dance, everything that's going on. And you can catch that uh, on our next episode that we're also doing today as well. But um, we're going to give our top five Air Jordans of all time. All-time Air Jordans, man. So before we do that, let's get it cranking, baby. 
All right, let's get to it, man. Our top five this week is Air Jordans, okay? Black, talk to me, man. Me and you been in the sneaker game for a long time. Me and you bought so many pairs of shoes together and just been around this culture. So I'm very interested, interested to hear your list. So holla at me, Black. Give me your five top five Jordans of all time, man. All right, uh, number five. This My number five could have potentially been my number one because me and my homeboy were just crazy about this shoe, man. Like, we, we stood up in the middle of the night to the next morning for this shoe. But at number five, I got the Bread Fours. Okay. Can't go wrong with the uh, Bread Retro Fours, Yes, man. sir. Yes, sir. At number four, I got uh, the Retro 3 True Blues. Okay. One of, my okay. Fa- one of my favorite shoes. It was a shoe that I didn't start off liking at first, but it, it grew on me. Okay. It grew on okay. me. So at, num- at, num- at number three, I have the Retro 12 Flu Games. Okay. Uh, iconic shoe. Okay, absolutely. Know, absolutely. Iconic Michael Jordan. How can how can you not have this shoe in your top five? Dope sneaker. Like this, this is a dope shoe. Uh at number two, I got the uh retro retro ones, the breads. The bread, bread ones. ones. Okay. That's one of my favorite shoes. Facts. Yep. When that shoe came out, I had to have facts, it no matter facts, one. Facts. And at and at number one, uh I got retro ones again, the Royal Blues. Those okay, my the, so that's your number one yeah, all time. That's my number one all time. Okay, that's my okay. that's my favorite shoe. I love that shoe. I probably wear it too much, but that's one of my favorite <laughs> shoes. That's my favorite shoe, Air Jordan all time. Okay. Bruh, listen to me right now. Great list, Black. Great list. Great list. Some of mine are, a couple of mine are in your list as well, man. But um, let me go ahead and get going. At number five for me is the Royal Ones. The Royal Ones are number five for me. I don't wear that shoe enough, actually. <laughs> I was I was looking through my stuff the other day. I'm like, man, I need to pull these out and let them get a run, man. Number four, another shoe, the Bread 4. All right? That, that, that model is like the... So nice, man. That four model is so nice, but that colorway, how they did it with the Jordans, especially when they start retroing them again with the Nike on the back, just so beautiful, man. Number three, the Cement Three. That's my go-to Jordan. You can wear it with anything. It's comfortable. Um, just a real dope, iconic shoe, man. So I'm not a big three fan, but I'm a big fan of the Cement Three, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay. Number two, Space Jam Eleven. When that shoe first got in front of my face when we watched Space Jam, that all black, that black patent leather, that blue jump, man. Because at the time, black, we was only getting red and black, white and red. We weren't getting other, like, yeah. models of that. But yeah. when they debuted that Space Jam, I, oh, man. So every time they've came out, I've gotten a pill. Yeah. I, I even bought a pill over retail from my boy, said Cedric Farr. He know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just had to have him. But he was there for me, and I, I copped him from him. So that's my number two, the Space Jam 11. And the number one, the bread ones. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I'm just so attracted to this shoe, in love with this shoe. That's another shoe that I had to slow down from wearing. Mm-hmm. I was wearing it a lot, man, but I've kind of slowed down. And, and I'd be tempted sometime to go on StockX. Or to go out, get save, save up a couple of dollars and go ahead and drop a little, a little mini, mini bag on a new pair, man. Because I just love it, man. That's the first ever Air Jordan, bro. And it's crazy yeah. from 1985 all the way till 2020. It is still relevant. It is still a staple in shoe uh, culture, man. So yeah. just very, very dope. Hey, I got to take a, 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 a ride down memory lane here for a minute. Let's see okay. if you remember this. Uh, I remember when we got the Bread Force. Yep. Uh, you and we went out that night. Mm-hmm. We got went and got Levi's. That's when white. That's when the yep. tees was the white, white tees. tees was in. 
Man, well, it, I don't know what we win at. I forgot what we did that night. I just remember people was like, dang, them boys, fresh boy. Because a lot fresh of people didn't have them. A, a lot, lot of people, people didn't have them. have them shoes. They didn't have them. They, they didn't, didn't have them. man. I was, mm-hmm. I was like, man, those were good times. But when it came to tennis shoes, man, we always. Yes, sir. And I know y'all, our listeners probably thought, dang, they got some of the same shoes because we always yeah. got shoes together. We yeah. all know, like, what shoes we like. Like, yeah. Jordan is just it's it's a movement for us. It's a way of life, actually. Yeah. Because tennis shoes, Michael Jordan, it, yeah, that's what it was when we were coming up. Like, yeah, man. We seen the, when we was kids. We seen the older kids who the older cats above us wearing Jordans. We were like, man, we gonna get them. Then one day we gonna be able to have a whole bunch of Jordans, you know. And and we did. Yes, you know sir. We saying? did. So yeah, man. I uh I always enjoy. Us with our tennis shoes, the weather Air Jordans, man. It's 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 really fun and really entertaining when we yeah. can get sit and talk about it. And we went, and I do remember where we went. Black, we went bowling. We mm-hmm. went bowling that night. We had went bowling out there with the with the big white tees with the Levi's, <laughs> uh, uh, cuffed in and cuffed inside yeah. the shoe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and we did we did get a certain amount of attention that night yeah. when we were stepping out, man. So and it was a gang of us, man. It, 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 it was it was Brian, it was Tay, it, it, it was it, it was, was. A, oh yeah, I'm yeah, starting to remember. It, it was yeah, it was yeah, a gang yeah. of us. You know, we would. Uh, get up in Tay's uh, old hearse, the, tr- the old truck that he had. Yeah. We'll go out to Regency, hit the finish line. You know, <laughs> shout out to my boy Corey and, and Prentice. Like, we would all just get together and, and try to get the shoes, yeah, it man. Was, so. It was times we shoot, but we used to be so tired standing in line. Yeah, man. Like, bro, you can go stay in the line, yeah. bro. I'm finna go, go lay down the in the car for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, man. But those were fun times. <laughs> it was fun times, man. So, yeah, yeah, man. So, that's just a little story, a little memory lane uh, for me and Black. But, yeah, we definitely want to hear... Uh, your guys' top five Air Jordans of all time. Now, the last time we ran down the sneakers, uh, we got a, 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 a big, big pop on that, man. A lot of people oh, participated. Yeah. A lot of people participated, hitting us up on Twitter and Instagram. So, we're looking for the same thing. So, everybody in our generation and before and, and, and the people who are after us love sneakers. So, let's see your top five Air Jordans uh, whenever you guys do get the chance. All right, man. So, that was fun, Black. That was a good one. Yeah, man. That was. All right, so, we're going to transition into our tweet. Of the week. So, of course, the NFL draft is this week, man. Um, and the hometown squad, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. They were um, out here making some moves, man. And we had some Jaguar fans, man. You know, they had some things to say about the number nine pick, all right, that the Jaguars had. C.J. Henderson, defensive back out of the University of Florida. So, let's roll off. I got three tweets here. All right, this is from Ben Dunny 3324 it's not that he's not talented, but better value would have been one of an offensive line, in my opinion. And Minshew had a great year for a six-round rookie who was never supposed to play. Anyone who says otherwise didn't see him play. I've been a Jags fan from the beginning, and I hope, hope C.J. Henderson ends up being better than the ouch my back, Jalen Ramsey. But there, but there was, in my opinion, there was much better value at number nine. All right, so that was from B Done three three two four. All right, next we got E Sparks number nine offensive line or trade down. This was a huge reach and a horrible pick. It sucks that Simmons got picked right before the Jags did. All right, and last but not least, again, my boy B Done three three two four was on the roll. He said Ramsey didn't create many turnovers in college. Either that was his biggest fault too. But he was physical and could tackle at least 
rather reach for a Kinlaw here at number nine than go and then take a corner at 20. From what I've seen, CJ Henderson can cover, but he can't tackle. The SEC is not the National Football League. So that was from B Dunn 3324. Mm, mm. Hey, shout out Drake, shout out Lil Baby, shout out. No, man, you can get that on iTunes, all that indie everywhere, man. Check that out, man. All right, Black. So let's get into it, baby. So those are some tweets, all right, from um, some Jag fans, man, who was feeling away about um, about you know where the drafts were. Excuse me, where the Jags were actually picking at. Before we get right into it, man, let's do it right. man so let's get into it man it was the 2020 nfl draft that took place this weekend man such a different event uh, a lot of things um we experienced we had never experienced before man so so black let's get into it man uh a lot went down man and um let's see let's start with the jaguars let's start with the jaguars and let's start off with the pick, man. Let's just start off with the pick. At number nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars selected defensive back C.J. Henderson out of the University of Florida. Now, during the live show, Black, you know, we gave our raw uh, reaction to them selecting him. But then we also had some time to kind of see what they were talking about on IG Live, kind of read some of the reports on Bleach Report and Twitter. Mm -hmm. So now that we've had a few days uh, to kind of think about it, where are you at now with the Jags taking Henderson number nine overall in the draft? Um, I'm still kind of salty about the pick because yeah. I agree with the guy's tweet. Uh -huh. um, we could have got a little better value mm -hmm. at that pick, but I'm not pissed about it. Gotcha. Reason being, I see C.J. Henderson, I put him along the lines as a Marcus Peters. Okay. I put him along the lines of that type of cornerback. He's a ball hawk. Mm -hmm. Um. You can you can get better with tackling. I feel like that's something you can get better with. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what practice is for. That's what that's what that's what coaching is for. You can coach that up. Right. But the 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 kid man only allowed one touchdown in his career at Florida. Three, one touchdown in three years. Yeah. It's something to be said about that in the SEC, especially the SEC that uh, that's it has become a, a passing league it from has. what we seen last year and um. And I think the only touchdown that he did give up in his career was against LSU. Yep. Uh, the top offensive team in the country last year. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, man, um, I'm not I'm 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 pissed about the pick, but I'm 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 salty about the pick, but I'm not pissed. Okay. I feel like this kid, uh with 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 coaching and time. He will be one of the he will be one of the good ones. You know, will he be on along the lines with Jalen Ramsey? I think so. I think he's more of a class guy than Jalen Ramsey. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, some people may disagree, but I think some people will agree with me. He's uh he's he's more reserved. He's more reserved. He's about, you know, he's about playing the game, playing the position right. Um, not mad. I feel like I feel like that the need was corner, so they reached. 
They know they needed somebody to fill that void that Jalen Ramsey left them in. There was no one there. It was no. It, it, he was the best corner available. He was. Their number. Their two corners on the left was Jeff Okuda and C.J. Henderson. One and and they two. took their second best corner that were on. They showed the Jaguars big board, and C.J. Henderson was number two yeah. on that big board. And so on everybody board. When Jeff, when Jeff, when Jeff Okuda was gone, they went with the next pick and. If you look at it, one of the needs for the Jacksonville Jaguar is corner. I know we're upset, but they went corner over defensive line mm. this time. We've seen different – and, and the thing that's killing me about people saying you could have went O-line or defensive line, that's what the Jags always do, defensive line or either or offensive tackle or something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they did something different. They took a cornerback. They took Jalen Ramsey. We weren't mad at that. Right. You know, and – uh, we don't look at this kid as being a Jalen Ramsey, but he's a good corner. He's a good yeah, cover yeah, corner. He can good. he can lock down one side by he's himself. Very good. He's, he's very, very good. good. So, um, I'm cool. I'm cool with it, man. Um, I I, I kind of it took me a day or two to kind of it took me a day or two <laughs> to really, you know, look at some footage on him and really start reading some stuff on Bleacher Report and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, this you know I'm gonna get this kid the benefit the benefit of the doubt, you know. Okay. I want to see what he can do on the field okay. against some of the best in the league. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, we gonna see, man. Um, I'm not gonna throw him in the dirt just yet. Yeah, I feel you. Um, uh, it wasn't a splash pick. It wasn't a pick at nine that you know you thought you were here. And I actually had some live reactions from uh, a, a couple fans uh, when the pick was selected. So we're gonna uh, play two sides here, Black. So this was uh, the upset people out there in the world. Man, hell no. Yeah, that was uh, a couple of fans out there. And then, you know, we have a couple of other folks, you know. So some people was happy. Some people wasn't, man. You know, but here's why I sit. I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars supporter. You know, I support everything about the Jaguars. When they selected him at nine, I was shocked. Like, literally shocked. I understand the value of a defensive back at that that is the that is the player of a CJ Henderson. Don't get me wrong, and I know that it was reported that the Jazz were active in trying to trade up in the draft to possibly get a Cuda or trying to get Tua. That's what was reported to us before uh, the draft started. That's what we were seeing, but it didn't go down. But when you get to number nine, when you get to number nine, I'm looking like players. Who can you bring in to have an effect on your? A team that can put you in the right spot. Who can get you on the upward trajectory out here? I'm looking at guys like Jerry Judy. I'm looking at guys like C.D. Lamb. I'm looking at these explosive people, players that you can alongside put with a DJ Shark, D.D. Westbrook. Of course, I don't think we're going to have Fournette, but let's just, he's on the team right now. With a Leonard Fournette, you know, like you could have got, you could have got another corner at 20. The, the, what's the difference between C.J. Henderson and the cornerback who was rated number three out of Alabama? What's the big difference between those guys that end up a Dallas Cowboy? Uh, Riggins, what is his name? Uh, uh, Tra- uh, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, excuse me, Diggs. Yeah. Well, what's the big difference between Diggs and Henderson? And I'm not disrespecting C.J. Henderson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anybody who's listening, that's not what I'm doing. I'm looking at the two players right now in front of my computer screen. And I need somebody to tell me what is the difference between those two people. So you mean you couldn't have gotten CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy at nine and went down when he got to 20 and got Diggs because Diggs was ready to go first round. 
<laughs> he was saying to go first round. Yes, he was. So I'm looking at the, the way they went about it, and I'm like, wow. And again, I'm not pissing on C.J. Henderson. He is going to be a quality defensive back. He might even turn around to be a leader, a real leader for the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. There's nothing but great things said about this kid coming out of Florida. And like you said, he only gave up one touchdown, and that only touchdown was probably to the greatest offense that was ever assembled in college football history. But at the same time, is he going to be able to impact like a Jalen Ramsey? I'm not there with Ramsey and, and C.J. Henderson. Jalen Ramsey is a better defensive back coming out of college than C.J. Henderson. Mm-hmm. It is a fact. And you've seen that when Jalen Ramsey stepped on the field day one. Jalen Ramsey was a game changer. Now, I know he got picked at four, but okay. C.J. Henderson at nine? Well, you could have doubled up on getting a receiver and then possibly getting digs at 20 because he would have been there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just how I looked at it. And I'm not, and, and I'm, and I'm not saying that C.J. Henderson is not going to turn to be a good player. And it does sound like I'm probably hating. It does sound like I'm just probably pissing on the kid, but I'm not. But when they announced C.J. Henderson at nine, it was deflating. It was deflating because the Jaguars had 13 picks. With these 13 picks, with two in the first round, this is, this is the Jags' opportunity to make a nice splash. A nice splash with that number nine pick. And then they flip around. And at number 20, they take Kayvon Chasen out of LSU, outside linebacker. What did you think about that pick? I love that pick. Okay. I love that pick, man. This, this, kid, is, uh, this kid is an animal, man. I went and looked at some of his uh, highlights on YouTube and then the highlights they have on Bleacher Report as well. Like, this kid is a grown man. Mm. You know, uh, I think he's going to fit well with Josh Allen on the other side. Like, uh, they, they literally, they literally found uh, Indakwe's replacement, and this kid is he's 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 bigger than Indakwe. Yes, he is. He may be a little shorter, he is. but he's but but he's bigger. He's mm-hmm. stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think this kid could. I think this kid and I think him and Chasen and Josh Allen can really uh, cause some havoc for on sure. That offensive yeah, line. absolutely. I mean, on that defensive line. So I'm excited to see what he can do. With Josh Allen uh, complimenting him, but um, something was said. Uh, Matt Miller, I don't know if y'all follow him on Bleacher Report. He does the uh, the final reports on players, but right. he said that uh, the national championship game. He was like, this guy only had three tackles, but everything Clemson offensive line and Trevor Lawrence knew where he was all time. They pointed him out at all times. Yeah, they said if you notice know Trevor Lawrence, he always kept a. Oh, he he moving around. There you, go. you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's that's the type of players you want. Yes, you do. Guys who have the effect on the game like that. Right. And I feel like the Jaguars got it right with this pick. Getting him at 20, well, he could have went before then. He could have. He was he was late. He was uh picked to go before he was top the 20th pick. pick. Yeah. So man, I'm excited. When they said his name, I was like, okay, that's a that's a great pick because now. You already have your replacement with Ndokwe. Now you can really do what you want to do with Ndokwe. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like they need to go ahead and do what they have to do there. And let's 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 ride with this kid, man. We got two young up and coming defensive ends now. You know uh, that is crazy. And then he can play the linebacker position as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm excited, man, about this kid. Uh, a lot of upside. I think he's going to. I think he's going to make an impact immediately on the defensive line for the Jaguars. Yeah, I agree. This is a very good pick by the Jaguars. Very good, especially getting him at twenty, where he was projected to go in the top fifteen. A lot of mock drafts, a lot of board, a lot of draft boards had him uh, going in the top fifteen, from what I saw. Uh, but let me tell you something, man. You can't teach someone who has football IQ. 
And this is what this kid has. You can go to YouTube right now and type in his name, and you can see how aware he is on the defensive line, roaming the defensive line, calling out uh, t- packages from offenses and recognize where the ball is going to go. This is what I was looking for. This is what I was looking for when I looked up the kid. Like, Chasen is going to come in, and he's going to be an impact player right away. When you put him on the other side of a Josh Allen, Ngakwe <laughs> is getting older. He's getting older. So that's something Jacksonville doesn't have to worry about no more. Now you got 20 two, years old. Right. Now you got two <laughs> real life NASCAR cars on your defensive line. Mm-hmm. They call it the NASCAR package <laughs> when you put out guys who have that kind of speed and that kind of leverage. And, and some people saying, you know, this kid may have the potential to end up being the best defensive player on the Jaguars in the next two to three years because mm. of his talent. Not slaying anything with Josh Allen because he's a tackling machine. But athletic-wise, a lot of reporters that I read on Bleach Report, they saying Chasen is the more athletic of the two. He is mm-hmm. more athletic than Allen. And if that's the case by any means, I don't care if it's flip-flop. If Allen is in front of Chasen, it don't matter to me. You got two <laughs> bookends coming off flying like that. That's exciting to see. So don't get me wrong. The Jazz could have had Jerry Judy and Chasen at 20. A-plus first round. <laughs> A-plus first round. But that, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. But very good pick at 20 for the Jags. So, Black, we're going to call out a couple of more picks from the Jaguars, man. And we're going to get the Jaguars a grade on their draft. All right? So in the third round, Excuse me. In the second round, I love this pick a lot. Wide receiver, <laughs> wide receiver out of Colorado, LaVisca Chenault. <laughs> LaVisca Chenault. I'm going to say, I'm going to start off black. I watch a lot of Big Ten. I watch a lot of Pac-12 football. Why do I watch that? Because at my job, when I work on the weekends, we don't have cable in the break room. <laughs> so when you go in the break room, you're either going to watch the SEC, or you're going to watch the Pac-12 or the Big Ten. That's just what's on TV. Mm-hmm. And they put Colorado on TV a lot. And every time I watched Colorado play, the announcers was always yelling, Shinlaw, 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 Shinlaw with another catch. Shinlaw with another catch. He is a violent runner when he catches the ball. Mm-hmm. When he gets a full head of steam, this kid can make things happen. I like him getting paired with Shark. I like him getting paired with Westbrook. He could be a legit number two or number three for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know he battled some injuries uh, his last year coming out, but they every, all reports that I've read, they say he's healthy and he's ready to go. He's not your fastest at your combine, but he has real game speed. He can break away, and he can make some things happen, and he's definitely going to help the Jaguars' offense. So what you thinking about Shinlock coming into the uh, Duval County? Man, I liked it, man. You know, as soon as I seen the pick, I called you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, D, uh, what we really know about this guy? I know we seen him, and you know, he did some big times thing. You was like, bro, I like it. I do. I like it. And I kind of felt like, I was kind of feeling like, man, we missed our chance to get one of these receivers, but I feel like he kind of made up for it a little bit. A little bit. Because he's he's really not too far off from your Jerry Judy's and your C.D. Lambs, you mm-hmm. know. He probably would be ranked right behind them. If he, he is. If, he if, is. He is. If, if, if you look at it. He but was a number four rated wide receiver. Man, this, this, this kid does it all, man. He's a good route runner. Yep. He's, he has power. He's a bigger route receiver. Yep, yep, you know, he's yep. around like the 220 range, yep. 225 range. Yep. And he's not he's not the tallest. No, he's not. But like you say, D, when he catches the ball, he's very vicious. Yeah. He's very angry. Physical, It's man. like he's, he's physical. He's yep. coming at you. Like he's not going to bite down. He's not going to be one of those receivers that step out of bounds. No, he's going to go at you. But uh, got a chance to see this kid a little bit at Colorado and uh, 
the, the kid is awesome, man. Like he was there, clear cut number one. The ball always yep. went his way. Yep. So I'm excited to see what this kid can do with DJ Shark on the other side. I would line him. I would make him the number two receiver right away. Mm-hmm. But I know that's probably not going to be the case here. I know uh, it's probably uh, Didi. Didi is going to be the number two. But mm-hmm. this kid right here, it won't be long before he's the number it two. It won't be. But won't uh, be. I love his. I love them taking a receiver. In the third round, in, in, this, round. in the second round, with yeah. this, no second round, for second, the second round. Pick. Oh yeah, okay. I love them taking the receiver in the second round with this kid. Yep. So, because uh, we always we we knew a, we knew a receiver was coming, we just didn't know who. Just didn't know who. Me personally, I was thinking it was going to be uh, T Higgins from Clemson, mm-hmm. but I feel like we got the better receiver out of the two because this kid he he does it all. But I'm excited, man, to see what this kid can do with the Jacksonville Jaguars moving forward. Yeah, the tape don't lie. And, and don't jump on my dog Black about the T. Higgins thing. Like, you got to go put on the tape. Like, this kid got more opportunities than Higgins did. Yeah. Like, he was getting more balls thrown he his did. way and having more opportunity. Like, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, man. And I know T. Higgins is a very good wide receiver. He was the second receiver. Yeah. He was the second receiver at at Clemson behind uh, Justin Ross. Correct, correct. You know, we didn't get to, they have so many weapons, we didn't get to see a lot of the kids. But we know Higgins going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. But but, but LaVisca, (laughs) he was getting the ball. (laughs) And they was making sure to give him the ball. And and that's just what my eyes seen. I know a lot of people are SEC bias and ACC this. But look, man, when you talk about football players, you can watch a kid from any conference and say, oh, he a ball player. And that's what I think LaVisca should not is my guy. You're listening to the sports show. <laughs> All right, man. So a couple of more picks from the Jags, man. I want to talk about one in particular here. But uh, we're going to go down. In the third round, they take Devon Hamilton, defensive tackle out of Ohio State. Kind of lukewarm for me. You know what I'm saying? When you play on the same defensive line as a Chase Young, and you the year before that you played with a Bosa, and the year before that you played with the other Bosa brother, I think you got to – He's going to have a lot of proving to do. Now, for him to be picked in the third round, this kid was actually slated to be picked in the fourth round. And the Jaguars got him in the third at at the 73rd pick. Uh, I'm not saying he's not a good player, Mm. but I don't know if he's going to, you know, I don't know if he's going to be an impact defensive tackle uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just don't know. I guess, you know, that'll be remain. uh, That has yet to be seen. All right. Uh, We got Ben Barch, offensive tackle out of St. John's. We got Josiah Scott, uh, cornerback. Out of Michigan State. Now, I seen Josiah Scott get torched in college. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of Big Ten. Okay, <laughs> I seen him get torched by Penn State. I seen him get torched by Ohio State. So I kept looking at my screen to say, "Is this the guy that I think they're talking about? That I saw getting torched in the break room at my job?" <laughs> so I'm concerned. And don't get me wrong, like you you picking him, you're picking him in the fourth round at 137 pick. I get it. It's not a first round, a second round pick, but yeah. man, maybe they know something uh, that my eyes don't know. Yeah, they okay? definitely do. Yeah. And but I want to talk about this kid here at number uh, 140. Talk about the hometown kid, uh, Shaquille Quarterman. I like it. I like it. You know why I like it? Talk to me, Black. Because at Miami, he started every year. Yep. He was at Miami. Yep. If he was hurt, he was playing. Yep. No matter what. And then Shaq Quarterman, if y'all don't know, if y'all, ever, if y'all never went to Oak Leaf to see him play, yep. he's a dog. He's been he a dog is. since he was in high school. A leader. Maybe even before that, because the first t- place I've seen him was in high school. Right. Oak Leaf. I love this pick. Yeah. I know he's a middle linebacker, and we already got that position a little solidified sure. in free agency. But 
at some point you're gonna have to find a way to get this kid on the field. Yeah, man. Cause he's a winner. He's a he's a dog. Leader. He's going to get on the field and bring that energy that you need. Yes, man. So I'm hoping that this kid can make this. I hope I'm I hope that he makes this team, which I believe he, he will. will. He will. Because the way he approaches the game and the way he goes about it. The Jaguars need that. They need. A they guy need like these him. type of players on their roster. They need guys who are dogs. They need. They need guys like this. And I love that he just happens to be from Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. Oak, uh, Oakleaf, Oakleaf alum. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about this pick, man. I was talking to my pop about it earlier, and he was like, "Man, I love Jaguars getting him. Like he 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 was like he potentially next to the the guy they got in the free agency could be one of the one of the best linebackers the Jaguars have, and he just got drafted." Mm-hmm. So we're gonna see, man. I'm excited about this kid, man. Um, he was he was good at Miami all four years he started there, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what he's going to be with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, Shaq Quarterman is a leader. He's a leader. He's going to elevate the Jaguars organization. He's going to come to work. When he gets to work, he's going to do his job. He is somebody that other young players will be able to look to and let's say let and say let's follow him because he's doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Everyone has nothing but respect in the highest regard. Speaking on Shaq Quarterman. No, he's not the fastest. No, he's not the tallest. But he's a pit bull out there. Mm-hmm. He won't be denied. He will be where he needs to be, and he will make plays, and he will be in a position to lead others. And this is somebody who I can see blossoming into a real success story in the National Football League. Not only is he a hometown kid, you know, he's coming back home, man. And I know he feels excited about coming in, making a difference in this in this whirlpool of an organization that the Jacksonville Jaguars are right now. You need kids like him to come and fix your organization. So this, and an, I'm calling it right now, in another three to four years, Shaq Quarterman is going to be a certified steal out of the 2020 <laughs> NFL draft. He's going to be around. Yes, he will. He's going to be around. It won't shock me if this kid played 12, 13, 15 years in the National Football League. Very excited for this kid, man. Shout out to Shaq. Shout out to his family. Everybody who had anything to do with him bringing him up, man. And now he's back home, man, repping the Jaguars, mm-hmm. man. So shout out Mr. Shaquille Quarterman. And to wrap out, round out the rest of the draft for the Jaguars, you know, Daniel Thomas and Colin Johnson was late in the fifth round. Okay, go ahead. Who you got? D. Colin Johnson. Yeah. Now, like you said, we've watched a lot of Big 12 football. Yeah. Yeah. If if, If no one hasn't seen this kid, he is a freak. Yeah. 6'6", 225, 230 range. Yeah. The kid can go get the ball. Yeah, he raw. He real raw. I feel like this kid coaching and, you know, yeah. I feel like he could be the problem in the red zone. He could be. He could, he could be. be. So I like this pick by the Jaguars. He real raw though, Black. They, he's raw. Yeah, he raw. But they have, they they drafted a big physical wide receiver. That Jaguars need. That the Jaguars need. Everyone's small. Everyone small. Everyone short. DJ Shark is taller, but he's a finesse guy. He's not your pop. Not a big body receiver. This guy is a go up and get it guy. And I feel like Jaguars have been missing that for so long. But like you said, he's raw. He is. He's gonna need some coaching up, which 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 I hope that he can get from Doug Marone's staff or that (laughs) raw receiver coach. Yeah. But uh I mean I was excited about that pick as well from Texas because we've seen this kid do some amazing things at at uh Texas with Mr. Ellenberger Mm -hmm. and uh, what's the other quarterback? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Shea Bouchelle. Yeah. yeah, so we seen him do some uh, nice things at Texas with two different quarterbacks. But I- I'm excited about this pick for the Jags as well. 
All right, Black, so talk to me, man. We just kind of round out the Jaguars draft. Let's get the Jags a, a, a grade here, man. Let's give them a grade. Um, what would you give the Jags, man? Do you think this is a, a, a good draft, a great draft, not so good draft? Give me a letter grade for the Jaguars. I'm going to say that the Jags basically hit on everything that they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, they did what everybody expect them, expected to go need, and they wouldn't need every pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give the Jaguars a B minus. Okay. In this draft, uh, reason being, reason why I'm giving them a B minus because of it was a few picks in there they did they probably could have got mm-hmm. at later rounds that mm-hmm. we already talked about. It was it was picks in there that they reached mm-hmm. and they didn't have to reach. So I'm going to give them a B minus for this draft. Uh, that's my grade for the Jaguars. Okay, okay, cool, cool. I'm going to get a Jaguars a, a B-minus as well. I further were giving them a C, uh, but I'm going to give them a B-minus. Like you said, they addressed their needs. They addressed their needs. There's nothing that they didn't touch that they didn't need. Um, did we get a, 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 a superstar talent? Did we get a, 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 a fireworks player in this draft? We did not get that. Mm-hmm. And I understand that's not all football is. But let me tell you something. We're in the city of Jacksonville, okay, <laughs> where not a lot of exciting things happen, okay? And we are just crying out, all right, for a, a, a great product. We got a taste of it a few years back when the Jazz got to the AFC title. You've had superstar talents that are no longer here, a la Jalen Ramsey. He's probably the best player in Jaguars history, and he is gone. Like He is in Los Angeles, and we don't have it. We don't have it right now. So I, I, I appreciate the Jaguars focusing on getting quality players in there, and it looks like they did that. So we're hoping another two years um, we can look back on the 2020 draft and say, you know what? That class that uh, the Jaguars took in 2020, they're panning out real well. Mm-hmm. All right, Black, let's transition out of the Jaguars. Let's talk to the big stars in the draft. Let's talk about the superstars, the, 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 the firecracker players, man, who um, were selected in this draft. So we're going to name out a few, uh, but I want to stop by one in particular. So you had Joe Burrow, of course, number one overall to the Cincinnati Bengals. Chase Young, of course, number two, Washington Redskins. Jeff Okuda. Uh, going to the Detroit Lions. And I want to stop at number five. I want to stop at number five. But number five overall pick, uh, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tagalagabraya at a University of Alabama quarterback. Black, let's talk about the Miami Dolphins, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to roll out their drafts, uh, picks, man. And, and Let's go back to what they did last year, all right? So they won their last three out of four games um, to end the season last year. They prevented the New England Patriots from being the number two seed. Uh, Patriots were the third seed, got the Chiefs being the second seed. But here's what the Dolphins did in their draft, and, I, and I'm giving them off the top an A-plus for the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. You took two at five, Austin Jackson, great offensive tackle uh, from USC at 18. You took a defensive back, Noah Ig Banganihi out of Auburn, who's mm. a very good player. Fast you got guy, a, too. Yeah, speed, yeah. Speed. You got yeah. another a great offensive tackle out of LSU, Robert Hunt. You got Raekwon Davis, nose tackle oh, out of Alabama. man, Al- I forgot. Ooh. Out of Al- in the second round, out of Alabama. So those are their first five picks, man. He was slap on. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I think he had some off-the-field issues, okay, too. Okay, But uh, the Dolphins snagged him, man. And, 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 and. And then they they rounded out with a the third round, man, with Brandon Jones, free safety out of Texas, man. 
this is an athletic defensive back, Mr. Yes, Jones. He can is. really play. And I don't know if people really remember that LSU and Texas game. He was all over the field. Every time Burrow and LSU tried to go deep and, and, and blow the top off Texas, <laughs> Mr. Jones was not having it. He was back there. He was there, <laughs> one of their leaders, man. But I love what the Dolphins are doing. And then they traded uh, for Breida. Running back out of uh, the 49ers, that. man, from oh, the 49ers, man. man, and brought him in. Oh, he's your starter. To, yes. Yeah, he's your starter. Yeah, to the fold as well. So you addressed a lot of positions, man. Quarterback, offensive tackle, man, defense, man. Then bringing in Breed. I like what they're you, doing. You, you know what I like about this draft? Mm-hmm. Not only did they draft Tua, but they got two really good up and coming with a little work offensive linemen yeah. as well. Yeah. I like two. that. That goes to show that. We want to get get to it the protection he needs right now, right now. Yep. So I, I I like what Miami's doing, man. And I I I know that Tua was at Alabama and it was a business as usual at Bama, but I just feel I just got this sense that we are going to since Tua's in Miami now we're going to see a different type of swag from Tua now <laughs> moving Beach. forward. He's in South Beach, Florida. <laughs> He's down there with Rick Ross, oh, Trick yeah, Daddy, all yeah. those, all those guys, Mr. Luke, Uncle DJ Luke. Hi, DJ Khaled. Like, <laughs> he's down there. Like, I feel like we're going to see a different type of swag from Tua. Not only off the field, but on the field as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I know at Bama, you just so balled it up. It's business as usual with Mr. Saban. Mm-hmm. But, man, I, I, I cannot wait to see Tua with that jersey on out mm-hmm. there in this field. I hope this kid proves everybody wrong about these injuries. I'm rooting for him, man. I I truly hope that he could pull off something like what Lamar Jackson did uh, this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year. So I would be excited to see that this kid be an MVP, or first team All Pro, mm-hmm. along those lines. And I think he will be in his career in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think Miami was one of the teams that won this draft mm-hmm. with with uh, with Tua mm-hmm. because it could have been so many times they could have listened to what everybody was saying about Tua mm-hmm. and passed on Tua and mm-hmm. took a Justin Herbert. No disrespect to you. No, no, no. But they got the best quarterback in this draft. Facts. So shout out to the Miami Dolphins, man, for for an amazing draft that they Facts. had. Absolutely, man. I just think the Dolphins, man, had one of the best drafts out here. And and, and don't get me wrong, you know, I'm gonna say it again. And, and let me let me do this. Tua Tagliava Baraka <laughs> is the best quarterback in this draft. Tua Tagliava Baraka is the best quarterback in this draft. Okay. Tua Tagliava is the best quarterback in this draft. Sorry, Roman. We don't want to hear from you. All right. So, <laughs> look, man. Joe Burrow had a great. Epic, iconic, legendary season. One year. Fantastic. Never, ever, ever seen before. I'm with you. But Tua been doing this. Black, can we uh, remind our listeners real quick about who Tua is? Yeah, we can. First time we saw Tua was when? Uh, National championship. Second half in the national championship. In the second half. I'm sorry. Have we ever seen him before? Uh, Not one time. When he stepped in, was he a pretty good passer? Pretty good passer. You could tell he was a little... Had butterflies at first, but uh, you know, butterflies went away really fast. And Black, can you tell me one last thing? How did Alabama win the national championship game? Uh, walk off pass from Tua to to their receiver Devontae Smith for a touchdown. And last but not least, Black, who did Alabama beat for that national championship? The Georgia Bulldogs. And Black, where was that game? 
Uh, I can't remember what Atlanta, Georgia. It was. It was in Atlanta, oh, okay, Georgia. Okay, okay, yeah, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, and then and black after that. Just just a couple more questions, black. Okay. After that, black tour was following year. What did we see? What uh, did we see? His. What did we see? The next year, tour was a starter. What did we see? Uh, everything. Greatness. Greatness. Yeah, everything. Greatness. Okay. Uh, pit bull, dog, leader. Yeah. Everything just rolled up in one. Yeah. We've seen it. Best we, passer in college football. Yes. Best pass. Like this kid was amazing. And of course, it was his, before the his, injuries. His, it, it was before. Yeah. Okay. But he got hurt that same year too. He had an ankle that year. He yeah. still played on and still had good games. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But we seen everything that we needed to see from him the the the, the following year. Okay. I just wanted to kind of kind of remind our listeners. So, I get the Burrow train. LSU fans, don't shoot me. I understand what's going on with Joseph Burrow. And after a year like that, it's well-respected. You have to. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. But let's not forget what Tua Tagliaviava <laughs> did at University of Alabama. And by the way, Black, is Tua Tagliaviava the best quarterback in Alabama history? Uh, yes, he is. Okay, that's all we needed. All right, let's keep it rolling. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk. All right, man. So let's get with it, man. Let's talk about them boys. Huh? Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. My team, Mr. Jerry Jones. My man, you came through for your dog. Now, Black, before the drive, what what was I saying, man? What what I was saying, I hope the Cowboys get an opportunity uh, to do, man. Yeah, and I'm a, I, and I know you finna go on a epic because sure, that's your yeah, team. Sure, sure. So I'm gonna go ahead and get my little spill about sure, the Cowboys. Sure, 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 sure. Um, one word. Well, one just one thing I gotta say. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. Like I, I was at work, you know, loading on a dock. You know, you got a lot of time to think about things, and I started thinking about the Dallas Cowboys. There it is. I usually don't think about the Dallas Cowboys, but mm-hmm. once you see. A guy like C.D. Lamb get drafted My and God. think about Amari Cooper and Gun, uh, uh, Gallup and Zeke Elliott and Dak uh, Prescott. Mm-hmm. You get to thinking about all these weapons on offense mm. that the Cowboys have. And I'm mm. like, man, like the Cowboys are in, are in a situation where you literally have to pick your poison. Mm. It's like you can try to stop one thing, but then the other thing just tear you up. Mm-hmm. You can try to stop Omari, mm-hmm. but C.D. Lamb going to tear you mm-hmm. up. You can try to stop C.D. Lamb, but Gallup's going to mm-hmm. tear you mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You can try to stop them all the receivers and hope you have two corners that can hold it down mm-hmm. and a slot corner that can hold it down. Mm-hmm. Then Mr. Zeke's gets, Mr. Zeke Elliott gets you out the backfield. Eating. This offense is set up to be... In my eyes, and some people might think I'm reaching here. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, a better offense than the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because I got to thinking about it. I'm like, you have to really look at it. The Kansas City Chiefs has an amazing quarterback. Thanks. Outside of Tyreek Hill. What other receivers do they have? Oh, uh, you got Harmon, you got Watkins. Um, but I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I understand Prime. what I Kelsey. Under, I understand they have Kelsey. They have a great they have they have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I'm going to give the main ones they're just due sure. here. 
But for you to literally have number one, number uh two bona fide number ones in CD Lamb, because see that's what he is. He is. He's a bona fide number one. And then you have Gallup who's coming to his own in his second year in the league. Mm-hmm. And this kid is not to be forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And then a running back like Zeke Elliott. Kansas City doesn't have a Zeke Elliott who nope. can catch the ball out the backfield mm-hmm. and then go up the middle and give you a, a, a buck 50 yep. and, two, and two tubs at any time. I just feel like their offense this year can be better than the Kansas City Chiefs all around. And I feel like they have the right head coach to do it. Because it, up there with Andy Reid, Mike McCarthy was a pretty good Offensive head coach. Absolutely. Am I, am, I, am I correct? Absolutely. Super Bowl winning coach. Am I correct? Absolutely. He's the one that had got Aaron Rodgers to his greatness. Am I correct? Absolutely. So I look at this and I'm like, man, Mike McCarthy has never had this much talent and this much stuff to work with when he was at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's had time off to work on that playbook mm-hmm. offensively. I just see once they get Dak's contract done, mm-hmm. which... Jerry Jones, come on, let's get this done. After seeing this draft, after seeing this draft, your next thing, you should have took that big yacht and drove it to whatever waters, or wherever, whatever waters is nearby, Dak Prescott is nearby to get a contract done with this guy. Mm-hmm. Because you need, you need your quarterback for this type of offense. You need him. And man, I just see, I see fireworks. I see lightning. I see everything. I see, I see greatness in this offense. I'm excited to watch the Cowboys, and I'm not a Cowboy fan. I'm not a Cowboy fan at all, but this is going to be really scary. The uh, NFC, the NFC North, right? Am I right? The NFC East. East. The NFC East. Those teams, I feel for y'all. I really do. I really feel for y'all because the Cowboys are coming, and when they do, you better be able to put 40 up or you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Go oh, ahead. no, no problem, man. No problem. Yeah, so, you know, just a little second to talk about my guys. Yeah! Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Jerry freaking Jones. So me and Black are watching the draft, man. It's unfolding. And in our mock draft, I was like, man, you know, I know we got to need that defensive back. I know we got to need that defensive tackle. But, man, I would sure love to get my hands on C.D. Lamb. I would sure love to get my hands on a Jerry Judy. One of those two, man. I believe in the mock draft, I, I picked C.D. Lamb in, in our mock draft. Um, so when it got down, I was like, wow, like, he's still on the board. You see Russ come off the board first. To go to the Raiders, I was like, now that's what did it. When Ross came off first, mm-hmm. I said, oh my goodness, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And then you see Judy go at, 15, at 16. And then I said, wait a minute. CeeDee Lamb, Jerry got to take him. I didn't know if he was, but he did. He got to. He did, and he took him. And I'm right there with you, Black. You want to talk. The Cowboys already score points. We already scored. Mm-hmm. We're one of the league leaders in offense probably in the last two years since Dak Prescott has been there. We scored points, and now you add a potential. I'm gonna say this, Black, and this I mean this. Mm-hmm. You add a potential new number one receiver to your team. Oh, wow. Amari Cooper is number one right now. Right now, he is. He's a great route runner. He's not explosive. He's not the dog. He's a great route runner. If he ain't getting his routes off, he's not effective. Michael Gallup, athlete. 
You throw it up there, he going to get it. He jumping over you freakishly out there on the field. C.D. Lamb, in my opinion, has the potential to be better than both of them after one season. After he get his feet wet after his rookie year, his next year he could be the number one receiver on the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Why? Because of running after the catch. Running his yeah. routes, going to get those balls, and you can't bring him down. He is a hard receiver to tackle. And I'm not just juicing him because he's on the Cowboys. I have been on the CD Lamb train. I watched Oklahoma mm-hmm. week in and week out. And the numbers that this kid was putting up, the touchdowns he was scoring, man, just an impressive wide receiver. And what is the ultimate formula of just wreaking ha- havoc on defenses? A quarterback? A running back? A tight end and Blake Jarwin, who's on the rise, and a three-headed monster at wide receiver. Pick your poison. All right, you want to load the box? Down the field we go. All right, you want to give us? You want to? You want to try to double team Coop? You want to try to take the top off uh, at, on the uh, uh, the offense with the defense? Fine, give it the Z. E E E E. You know you want to try to come up on the edge? Okay, cool. We're gonna send Dak on the bootleg. Like what you want to do? What do you want to do? And then on the back half of that, I'm giving my Dallas Cowboys an A- minus on this draft. Okay. With the second pick, at 51, we got Trayvon Diggs, corner out of Alabama. <laughs> now, I didn't think he was going to go this low. Now, I knew he was a late first round, second round talent. But he ended up going 51 overall to the Dallas Cowboys. That's a steal. That's a steal. For him at 51, that's a steal, man. Mm-hmm. I'll take a guy like him. And I'm glad he's on my team. He a ball hawk. He is a ball hog. I watch his film. He's looking for the rock. Now, he need to improve his tackling. He needs to do, but he, 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 he likes to jump routes and stuff like that. But I'll take a guy like that on my team, man. Somebody who's going to take a chance out there, man. So, and then we took uh, Gallimore, uh, uh, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He wrecked shop. Yes, he, he wrecked did. shop in the Big 12 last year. Yes, he did. I think he was like number two or three in total tackles last year uh, as far as defensive linemen in, in the Big 12 last year. Like, first team, first team uh, Big 12 as well. Like, this is a very good football player, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to have him on my team. So the Cowboys, you know, we addressed our needs. You did. But we got an explosive player. Yes. We got a game-changing player, man, with C.D. Lamb being with the Dallas Cowboys, man. So I know my boy Papa Gary out there yeah. tooting his horn. Shout out, and, Pop. And, yeah, definitely, man. And he, he, he feeling it right now, man. So shout out to them Dallas Cowboys. All right, so this episode is not going to be very long. All right, so me and Black are giving you two episodes uh, this week. Of course, we'll be getting ready for the last dance uh, tonight as well. Uh, so we're going to transition still with the NFL draft. Black, we're going to talk about a couple of more uh, draft, uh, a couple of more uh, stories that came out of the draft. So let's head on up to Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> let's head up to Green Bay, Wisconsin, Black. Now, man, Black did the first 20 picks uh, of the NFL draft on the episode you can catch right now on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. We were live uh, doing the NFL draft. And me and Black kind of wrapped it up after the Jaguars uh, picked 20th. And um, the Green Bay Packers were on the board at 26, Black. And the Green Bay Packers need help at the wide receiver position. Black, the Green Bay Packers did not select one wide receiver in this draft. With their first pick, who they traded up for, they traded up from number 29 to get to 26 to select quarterback Jordan Love out of Utah State. Now, I text Black. Black was on his way home, and I text him, Packers select Jordan Love. My man says, that can't be true. 
I said, yes, sir, my friend. Love is a Packer. So, Black, talk to me about Jordan Love being taken by the Green Bay Packers at 26. Man, I like this kid, man. We, I talked about this kid when we leading up to the us doing our mock draft and some kid, some some players to watch out for in this upcoming draft. But I didn't like him in Green. I don't like him in Green Bay. First of all, I don't know who y'all coach is. Don't get me wrong. I'm not no di- di- don't la- no disrespect, bro. I don't know who you are. I Matt Lafleur. I knew you were an offensive coordinator for Matt the Tennessee Lefleur. Titans. Before you became the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, I was hoping that this kid Jordan Love could have went to a. I I I predicted him to land in Tampa in the backup role and learn behind Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and and spend in his head he would have had a guru for a head coach, a quarterback mm-hmm. guru and a head coach mm-hmm. in Tampa's uh in Tampa head coach, but not Green Bay. We've seen this story before. If you guys don't remember Brett Favre in Green Bay. Uh, do you know who got drafted when Green uh, when Brett Favre turned thirty five years old? I do. Aaron Rodgers. Who was that? Aaron Rodgers. So we've seen this same scenario before. So this tells me this is not the coach's decision. This is up high. So when quarterbacks hit a certain age, it's time to draft another one to prepare them to take over the reins. I'm not saying that Green Bay mm. offense isn't good. They have some decent weapons. Mm. They have two good running backs. One good receiver, a pretty decent offensive line, defense is up and coming. But if you have a receiver like Devontae Adams, do you wouldn't you say that he deserves some help? Uh yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you say he's put in a more than enough work to deserve some help? Uh yeah. Why in the name of the, why in the hell, excuse me, why in the hell, Green Bay Packers, organization, owner, executive whoever, general manager, Matt LeFleur, why wouldn't y'all draft a receiver? Why? I'm pretty sure if I could look back at the board and see what receivers were available, you could have got a pretty good some a pretty good receiver at the 26 pick to move up for, mm-hmm. or stay at 29 and probably still could have got a good receiver. Because we seen some good receivers go in the second round, didn't we, D? Yes, we did. I don't know what Green Bay's trying to do. I see the message that they're sending. We don't know how much longer Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to do this at 36 years old. Mm-hmm. That's what that message, that's what drafting Jordan Loves tells me. Okay. I feel like you could have gotten a receiver and got your offensive line better here at 26 or 29, wherever you 26. 26 and moved up to pick, but you have to get some more talent, some more athletic players around Aaron Rodgers. I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers could, could hold up a few more years for y'all to get him some weapons and do the things y'all need him to do. He still has a cannon for an arm. He's still one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Why not get this man some help? Get Devon, get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams some help. And y'all fail to do that. So you know what my grade is for the Green Bay Packers? A F. A big F.
So I'm going to follow Black on that, and I give them an F as well. Let me, let me, let me uh, tell a story real quick about the Green Bay Packers, all right? So here's the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, all right? Brett Favre was 35 years old. For the past two or three seasons, he was saying to the Packers he was going to retire. He didn't want to come to training camp. He just wanted to show up and come and play. He, they didn't know what he was going to do. Brett, I'm not coming back. I'm retired. Okay, I'm going to show up. Very indecisive. Didn't know what Brett Favre wanted to do. Packers had no choice. And Aaron Rodgers failed to them at 26, I believe, in the first round. That, that's that story. Brett Favre was toying with the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Okay. Aaron Rodgers just went to an NFC Championship game last year and is the most dedicated quarterback in the National Football League outside of a Tom Brady. He wants to be in Green Bay, wants to win there. He endorsed Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. He endorsed him. <laughs> he endorsed him. At first, it was rocky, but they got on a good run. They went on and had a great season and got to the NFC Championship game. No indications whatsoever Aaron Rodgers wanted out, was about to retire. None of that. You see the way the quarterbacks are going. A la Drew Brees in his 40s. A la Tom Brady in his 40s. If you could take care of your quarterback, they, could continue, they will continue to play and be good for you. Aaron Rodgers is 36. It's nowhere near being done. You took Jordan Love to do what with him? Have him sit behind Aaron Rodgers for four to five years? No. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. What are you seeing in Aaron Rodgers that you think he is on a decline? Has Aaron Rodgers lost a step? Sure. He's 36 years old. He's not the same Aaron Rodgers when he was 23. Of course. But is Aaron Rodgers still prolific? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is Aaron Rodgers still dangerous? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is Aaron Rodgers still that bad man? Yes, he is. This is what the Green Bay Packers did in their draft that warrants them getting a F plus for me, okay? You took Jordan Love in the first round. In the second round at pick 62, you took A.J. Dillon running back. Here's my issue. Dillon's a good player. You traded up to get Love. So if you're telling me you went second round with running back, uh, excuse me, who was there at running back? (laughs) Taylor, Swift, Dobbins. Uh, um, my man out of Florida State. Um, uh, Cam Akers. Cam Akers. These these guys were available. Your third pick, you went tight end. Josiah Deguro out of Cincinnati. You went linebacker next. Guard, center, guard, free safety, defensive end. Nowhere in there, nowhere in there did you go wide receiver. Y'all think Devontae Adams can keep doing dealing with a triple team? You want to know why Green Bay got blowed out in the NFC Championship game? You want to know why? <laughs> because they was able to stack on top of Devontae Adams. He couldn't break loose. Ain't nothing wrong with Devontae Adams. He's an elite receiver. Mm-hmm. But when you stack a safety on top of him and he's already dealing with uh, uh, double coverage, you think Aaron Rodgers is going to find him? No, he can't. <laughs> so you need to draft another receiver to open it up to give Devontae Adams a chance to get open and catch the ball and do some damage. Matt LaFleur, you didn't do any of that. This was horrible. This is setting up for the Green Bay Packers to have an abysmal season, even though a lot of guys are coming back. That defense is really good. You got young running backs. I understand. I understand what you have. But this is an opportunity for you to get better, and I don't think the Green Bay Packers did that. You took Jordan Love for what with the first round? You went to the NFC Championship game the year before. You were in the NFC title game. You went 12-4 and last year. Like, what's the problem? I'm not understanding this. Matt LaFleur gets on TV the next day and says, oh, no, we didn't draft Jordan Love to replace Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers for a long, 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 long time. What sense does that make? You're talking out of both sides of your neck. 
I'm not understanding what the play is. You did Aaron Rodgers a disservice. And if it was me, if me, if I was the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and I'm sitting there with Danica Patrick with a cup of whiskey watching my team draft, and they take Jordan Love with 26, I'm getting on the phone with my, on my agent, and I'm demanding a trade. I'm demanding a trade. Because obviously, you don't value the time that I have left. You're not valuing the time that I have left in this, in this league. You want to get another Super Bowl? You say Jordan Love? Jordan Love going to help us get to the Super Bowl? No, he not. Hmm. This man is not a teacher. This man is not a mentor. Aaron Rodgers is a ball player. And he's one of the elite quarterbacks in this game. And you give him nothing? <laughs> so Matt LeFleur and the general manager or whoever the people run the front, front office in the Green Bay, with the Green Bay Packers, you guys are a bunch of clowns. <laughs> You did not do your superstar quarterback, your legendary quarterback, your Super Bowl winning quarterback, your MVP quarterback a service. So Green Bay, you know, hey Black, you know how every year you see a team that was so good like that one season and then the next year they end up like 5-11? and 11? Yeah, the Jaguars. <laughs> Talking about, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, Black, I didn't know you were gonna say that. I didn't know, but I'm gonna call this year. I'm gonna call it this year. I don't think the Green Bay Packers. I don't think the Green Bay Packers uh, mirror what they did last season. I think this is gonna cause trouble. I don't think Matt Lafleur has the cash. Excuse me. I don't think Matt Lafleur has the cachet. Has the cachet to patch up. With Aaron Rodgers, what needs to be done? Aaron Rodgers put all trust in him. The Green Bay Packers were a running football team last year. They were run first, run first. You think Aaron Rodgers wanted to do that? No, no. he didn't. He's His a numbers was down last year, correct? Yes, they were, but they were winning, and he saw what the organization was doing. So I would love to be a fly on the wall the first time Aaron Rodgers lays his eyes on Matt Lafleur, and I will wonder what that conversation would be like. So Green Bay Packers. You get an F from the sports desk for your draft. <laughs> All right, man. So there were so many other stories that took place in the draft. And, of course, we'll cover those throughout the weeks. But we're going to touch on two uh, more topics before we get out of here. So, like I said, this is not going to be a very, very long show. Me and Black are giving you uh, another show as well this week, The Last Dance. We're doing a watch along with that um, this week as well. All right. But we're going to talk about two more topics, man, before we get out of here, man. Black, let's talk. Gronkowski, out of retirement, mm. headed to Tampa Bay, reunited with Tom Brady. Gronkowski called, Gronkowski's agent called New England, called Tampa, excuse me, called Tom Brady, said he would play. Brady called Tampa, said, yeah, he want to play. All you got to do is call New England. They called New England. From what I was told, Belichick got the call. All right, no problem. See you. St. Gronkowski right down to Tampa to reunite with an old pal. And now you have this offense <laughs> in Tampa Bay before Gronkowski was already dangerous and loaded. But with Gronkowski, Black, what are we prepared to see with Gronk out there in Tampa Bay with Brady and the rest of the gang, Evans and Goodwin? What are we, what are we looking at, man? <laughs> You're going to see a lot of more wins. You're going to see a lot of more wins in Tampa. Um, Gronk being there, man, just... Makes makes things even worse now. <laughs> I think I think between New Orleans and Tampa, 
We're going to get some very entertaining football. Oh, yes, man. And we get it twice, twice. a year. Twice. Potentially the playoffs. Three. Yeah. I'll take three games of Bucks, uh, Saints. <laughs> I think this offense is going to look very, very well oiled. I think that, and me personally, and I talked to you about this the other day. Uh-huh. I hope they keep O.J. Howard. You know who O.J. Howard kind of reminds me of? Tell uh, Aaron, me. Uh, Aaron Hernandez. He could be. And what did New England do down in New... What did the Patriots do in New England with two tight ends? Dangerous prolific, baby. I think it would be even better if you keep O.J. Howard. We were thinking... I was told and D thinks that they're going to move O.J. Uh, Howard. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they should do that. I think Gronk still is an older tight he is, end. He is, he is, he is. I think you need, need to keep your young, up-and-coming tight end in O.J. Howard. And uh-huh. we've seen things O.J. Howard could do. Absolutely. In college and in pros. Absolutely. I'm excited to see what this offense is going to do. I like Mike Evans. I really like Chris Godwin. Yep. I was a fan of Chris Godwin's at Penn State. hmm I really want to see if Tom Brady at his age can get it done. I'm excited for Tampa. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time coming for Tampa. Mm-hmm. I'm just concerned about Brady. Mm-hmm. Change of scenery, something new. Could we potentially see? Could we? Could we get some? Could we? Could be? Could we be getting some of the best football from Tom Brady at 42 years old? Maybe. Maybe. I've. I by far this is the best offensive team Tom Brady has had in his life, by far. Other than his, other than his team with Randy Moss, they had a lot of weapons there. As far as talent goes, this is his best. But talent wise, it is young youth, youth, youth. That's what I should have said. Yeah. Youth. Yeah. He has young, up and coming, youthful yeah. players. Yeah. That Tom Brady can probably just t- throw him, throw him a hitch, and, and they'll take it to the house. Yeah. I'm excited to see. The one thing that I was really Confused about, and I know with the draft, they didn't take a running back. They didn't. They didn't. And we were saying here on the sports desk on our mock draft, man, what if they got a DeAndre Swift back there? Yeah. Man, what if they got a Jonathan Taylor back there? Yeah. Man, what if a Cam Akers could have been back there? Mm-hmm. They didn't take a run. They didn't take a running back that I know of. They. They. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. So, they took I'm ex- the kid Kenshaw Vaughn out of Vanderbilt with the third round pick. He's a pretty good back. Kenshaw Vaughn, running back out of Vanderbilt, the third round. They they did take a running back. They took two actually. They took another one, seventh round pick, Raymond Calais out of Louisiana Lafayette. So they took two backs, man. But third okay. round pick with Kenshaw Vaughn. Well, it looks like to me they're okay with having serv. What's the word I'm looking for? Serviceable. What is it? Serviceable. Serviceable, Serviceable running, running backs. backs. I'm sorry. They look like it's okay, but I'm, I just would have got one of those one of those big bell cows. And I mean, know, know what you got at the running back position. It take, a little, it take a little bit more off of Tom Brady, but we're talking about Gronk here. I'm excited to see Gronk back. I miss Gronk, actually. I yeah. miss Gronk. Seeing him with Tom Brady, we're going to get to see that connection in Tampa. Um, I'm excited about it. I really feel like Gronk may it may take Gronk a minute 
You know, maybe we, we we seen Grunt. We don't know what Grunt was doing behind the scenes, but everything that we seen, it seemed like party, party, party. He was Grunt. doing that he in the league. Out. He you was know, doing that in the league. Yeah, he was. So I don't know. It may he he may be fine. He said he had been working already, still working, even when he was retired. Yeah. But I'm excited to see Gronk in, uh, in Tampa, man. Yeah. Hopefully, they could do some great things there. I'm excited. I am so excited. Uh, um, I didn't see the news initially right away. My homeboy called me. Uh, Black gave me a call, and I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it right away, so I get back into my office at the job, and I check my phone, man. I, I'm seeing my timeline and, and my, my feed just blowing up, and I, all I could do was, man, you know, see Gronk back uh, in the National Football League is a plus. As a football fan, that's a plus. But to have him in Tampa Bay with, with Brady and, and, the, and, and the cast that they have, man, who going to stop them? If they can get on the same page, which they will, because this is the one thing Tom Brady is going in. He's taking with him to Tampa Bay. <laughs> Cachet, championships, leaderships, aura, mystique. These Everyone at the front door is going to check themselves with respect for Tom Brady. And when he talks, they will listen. Everyone in the building. From the head coach, Bruce Arians, all the way down to the equipment boy. <laughs> they all will be listening to Tom Brady because he knows what it takes. But you know what? When you're dealing with an arsenal of weapons, man, do, is the, do we have enough footballs to go around? Yeah. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And, and now you grab Gonkowski. You might keep OJ Howard. You got some serviceable running, serviceable running backs that are already in place. Excuse me. In the National Football League, man. People are scoring points these days. Mm-hmm. You're seeing 40 pieces thrown up every Sunday, every Monday. You're seeing them throw up. The Tempe Buccaneers could be the next team to do that. You can see Godwin with 10 catches, Evans with 10 catches, Gronk with 8 catches. You can <laughs> see it, man. Tom Brady should be a 5,000-yard passer this year. Mm. He should be a 5,000-yard passer this year. Okay. And in my eyes, I think it's a no-brainer. So Gronk being in Tampa, reuniting with Tom Brady, I'm excited. Can't wait to see it. Matchups with the Saints are going to be epic. I saw Sean Payton's piece when he was on NFL Network. They was asking about Temple. He says he's excited. He said he hasn't been this excited in the division in a long time. He said when Tom Brady comes to your division, hey, game on. He said game on. Mm-hmm. He is setting the standard. And he, say, he, he said he got a sneak peek at the schedule, and both of those games could be primetime games. Wow. So Sunday night, Monday night, we could be getting that game. On a large, yeah. on some large scale, and, so and, very exciting. And you know what else is exciting about about that? We finally get these. Uh, we finally get the matchup of Breeze and Brady. Yeah, we don't get it often. You know, we don't get, we it, don't often. get it too often. But nope. this is the 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 founding fathers of the, yeah. <laughs> of one the NFL right now. Number one and two on the list right now. So yeah. we're going to get that matchup twice. I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, man. So we'll see. You know what uh, comes? Uh, what's going to come? You know. Uh, with Gronk hooking up with Brady down in Tampa Bay, as he liked to call it. All right, so one little itty-bitty news before we get out of here. We just want to touch on it for a second, Black. Look like Jameis Winston is going to the New Orleans Saints. Look like a one-year deal could be finalized any minute now. News came about that early Sunday morning. So real fast, Black, what do you think about that? I know we have been clamoring him going to Pittsburgh and maybe end up in Jacksonville or something like that, but what do you think about Jameis possibly uh, being a Saint, man? Um... I'm happy for Jameis. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow him on on Instagram, and I see he's been putting the work in, man, to get better with every, everything. So I'm excited for him. He he's going to a good situation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Brees has had injury problems here mm-hmm. lately, mm-hmm. 
Um, and if he does, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. But no, if he does, I would like to see Jameis back there with a Mike Thomas, with an Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. with a uh, Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be something. And and if they have a situation play out like they did with Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> where Jameis have to, has to come in for a, let's say four or five games, and he goes undefeated and looks well. It'll be setting something up for Jameis. Something big. Something big for Jameis uh, next year. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for him. He get to sit and learn and behind Drew Brees. Maybe some things he didn't because he was thrown right into the fire as soon as he came in the league. Number Drafted one number one overall. He didn't have to compete with anybody. Nope. You know, now he can sit behind a, a veteran, you know, a quarterback. He, I'm pretty sure he looks up to. Sure. You know, in, behind Drew Brees and, you know, maybe learn some ins and outs of being a quarterback. The right way, do things the right way. How not to turn the ball over so much? You know how to be a little smarter with, the, with your decision making. You know, so I'm 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 excited of I'm excited for Jameis to uh be in New Orleans with with the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, my reactions was simple, man. What? What? That was my reaction. You know, when I saw the news, I was a little let down. Really? You know, when I saw the news, because I think how does a five thousand yard passer go to be a backup? Like, I'm not understanding. I'm looking at Jameis Winston and no disrespect to Tyrod Taylor. Like, what am I, am I missing something? Am I missing something with Jameis Winston versus Tyrod Taylor? Am I even missing something? No disrespect to Teddy. Am I missing something with Teddy Bridgewater and Jameis Winston? Am I missing that? I, I don't know. Pittsburgh Steelers, why is Jameis Winston not on your roster? Big Ben is coming back. Okay, do we know if Big Ben has anything with a busted rotator cuff at 40 years old? I'm, I'm, I'm missing... Why Jameis didn't get a healthier opportunity to come in right away. And then I got to thinking. Then I got to thinking. My brain, my brain started working again after I read the news. You're right, Black. This is an excellent opportunity for him to go and learn. To be around an organization, a, a, a all-time great quarterback, a very, very good coach, an offensive genius mind in Sean Payton. Being around an organization, man, who's been pretty healthy, man, for probably the last 10 years. I mean, they've competed, competed, got a Super Bowl playoffs year in and year out. Jameis hasn't even sniffed the playoffs. He doesn't know what it's like being there. He doesn't even know what it's like to be around a winning culture since he left Florida State. And he helped recreate the winning culture in Florida State. So now he's pulling up to a building where they know about winning. They know what it's like to be elite. They know what it's like to win. They know what it's like to go deep in the playoffs and, 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 and really get an opportunity to be great. So this could benefit Jameis greatly, and I'm excited for him to have that opportunity. But I hope, you know, I hope it's not a, 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 a thing where this is what we're going to be seeing. Jameis sitting behind other quarterbacks so he gets a chance. This is a quarterback who's not even 30 years old. This is a quarterback who is a 5,000-yard passer. And I know he turns the ball over. I understand that, and I believe that can be corrected. And hopefully Sean Payton and being around Drew Brees and, and the crew will help him get better. But I was kind of I was kind of let down to see that. Yeah. But um, you know, we'll see what takes place. You know, with Jameis Winston looking like he's going to be headed to New Orleans. All right, so me and Black about to get out of here. Um, I'm gonna get into some other news, man, and we're gonna head out. We are going to head out. So like I said, this episode wasn't gonna be that long. Me and Black be getting ready for the uh the uh last dance. Um, in a few minutes here, uh, we got about about forty five minutes before the last dance come on. Uh, but we just want to get out, talk about the NFL draft. 
talk about the Jaguars, Cowboys, the, the superstar players that are now in the National Football League. So we just want to break it down and split it up for you guys. All right. So you can get your NFL stuff on episode 54 and you can get the last dance on episode 55. All right. So like I said, let's get to some other news, man. We're going to get out of here. Black. Good signs, man. The National Basketball Association announced some things late Saturday night that uh, facilities who have been given the green light to ease some of the stay-at-home restrictions will be reopening and players will be able to get back to the facility for training and do a little practicing, man, starting May 1st, all right? So May 1st is, I believe, uh, probably about a week away mm -hmm. uh, from today, so... Um, that's a great sign for the NBA potentially getting ready to rev his engine back up and try to finish up this season, man. Uh, some more news at the NBA. Ty Lue is eyeing the Brooklyn Nets job. Uh, he has been in conversation with some people in Brooklyn. You know, they don't have a head coach right now. And uh, he is eyeing to come on board. And Kyrie Irving is signing off on this. He wants Ty Lue to be the next head coach in Brooklyn. So that'll be something to watch. The Utah Jazz announced that for right now, they will be keeping Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. They will be keeping both players amidst the controversy and everything that went down with the virus. Donovan Mitchell, not a fan of how Rudy Gobert uh, handled himself uh, right before the pandemic really took off. Uh, Lamar Jackson, all right, superstar MVP quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, will be on the cover of Madden 20. 21 mm. and uh Lamar Jackson was asked is he concerned about the curse he said man I ain't worried about no curse man I'm goddamn ball that's what uh Lamar Jackson said <laughs> I really like that man and uh Kobe Bryant's final season was documented throughout mm. beginning to end he had cameras with him everywhere he went um this footage uh that they have they have yet to say what they're gonna do with it if it's gonna be released but I know Black, you can agree. I hope very, very soon, I think a lot of fans might need this, we get a chance to see Kobe at work on his last season in the NBA. All right, and uh, last but not least, man, me and Black will be covering this a little bit later on. Um, but we've been wanting a UFC pay-per-view to head here to Jacksonville, Florida. And it looks like that that is exactly what's going to be happening. UFC 249 will be in, you guessed it, Jacksonville, Florida at the Veterans Memorial uh, Coliseum. But me and Black won't be there because ain't no fans allowed. So the UFC <laughs> is finally coming to Jacksonville, but nobody can't go. Me and Black had a lengthy conversation Friday, so Black, real quick, you know, what are your immediate thoughts on the UFC coming here? Of course, we'll break it down much later, though. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm highly pissed. Uh, but I understand because of the situation. Right. And then having a conversation with you kind of calmed me down a little later, maybe like an hour or two later okay. after talking to you. When you said, bro, I'm pretty sure Dana White's Dana White is one of the one of the classiest businessmen yeah. I, I well I've seen. So I'm pretty sure they had something on the table where they have to come back and yeah. do something for the fans. Yeah. So yeah. I was cool with that, yeah. but I am pissed because this card is stacked. Stacked. Yes, stacked. Yes. But we're going to get into that. Now. Yeah, we're going to get into it a, a little later, man. So you'll see 249. We'll be here in Jacksonville on May the 9th. Um, right here in Jacksonville, Florida. So I don't know. Maybe we might go to a Publix and see Tony Ferguson walking around or something like that. <laughs> That'll be dope, man. So, um, like I said, next week, me and Black, we'll get more into the card and what's to be in store for UFC 
249. All right, so shout out little Baby. Shout out Drake, man. You can get the record, yes, indeed, on uh, iTunes, Tidal, Google Play, anywhere you can get music, man. Six everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, over your XO team, team, you know what I'm saying? All right. All right, Black. So let's get ready to get out, man. Um, you got anything else before we roll out of here, man? No, man. Um, excited about the doc tonight. Mm-hmm. Getting that, but uh, give a special, give a best special shout out to all the guys who got drafted, man. Mm-hmm. All these guys got to fulfill their dream of being drafted into the in, into the NFL. Yep. So kudos to them and their families, man, yep. on the next chapter in their lives. Yeah, same, man. Shout out to all the kids, all the young men uh, who get an opportunity to real uh, realize their dream and live their dream in National Football League. Very exciting. The draft is a, 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 a one of the most uh, look forward to events. Um, you get to see these these kids accomplish their dream, man. So shout out to everybody, man. So, but we appreciate y'all rocking with us, man, on the IG live. Uh, shout out to Chief Rocker. Uh, he really been helping out the sports desk, man. Um, we just really appreciate you, bro, for everything you're doing for us, man. Yeah, shout out Chief Rocker, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate yes, all sir. the love, man. Yes, sir. So y'all follow along with us, man. We're gonna be getting back to normal here coming next week. All right. So you know we we kind of switch it up on y'all doing two shows, breaking down the NFL draft, covering the last. Last dance, man. So next week, the sports desk will be coming to you, man. Uh, back to its regular scheduled things. You feel me? Uh, but uh, besides that, man, you can catch us on Instagram. You can catch us on Twitter. Y'all be sure to look at the uh, RL Sports, the Reduce Lunch Sports page on Instagram. You can find me, Dedrick Hicks Jr., on Twitter and on Instagram. Y'all holler at me, Black. Where you, can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Black ENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Yes, sir. So appreciate y'all rocking with your favorite sportsologists. Y'all get at, get at us, man, about that top five. That top five about the Air Jones, man. We really want to hear you guys. Oh, say, yeah, yeah. We need to know yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all top us. five, man. Y'all holler at us. And talk to anything else about the drive, what we talked about with the Jaguars, the Cowboys, uh, Tampa. Uh, Tampa Bay with uh, Brady and Grunk. Y'all holla at us, man. So, uh, this is the Sports Sets one more time. We appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. Till next time. You're listening to the Sports Show. Man, hell no. Bruh. Bruh. You're listening to the Sports Show. Hey, bruh, you listening to the Sports Desk. Bruh, listen to me right now. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now.